Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Steven Universe Fan Podcast. This is episode 191, and today we'll be talking about Can't Go Back and A Single Pale Rose. I'm GC13. I'm Sophia. <laughs> I'm David. I'm Isabel. So, about that quote-unquote plot twist. Who okay. could have seen that Okay, coming? first I know, I can't. GC, <laughs> you do not get to pat yourself on the back. <laughs> I know, it was way too obvious to be worth celebrating over. Okay, 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 okay. How about let's do this. Let's talk about it in the order of episodes, because I feel like Lapis did lose a little bit of her spotlight. Yeah. uh, With that big reveal. Oh, yes, very much Mm -hmm. so. I mean, she really, really got overshadowed by a single pale rose. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yeah, so, okay, let's give little Lappy her respect. Um, This this (laughs) is seriously... A great episode. I have missed having, you know, I'm going to be honest, it's, this this was a great episode. These pair of episodes were obviously great, but it just felt like it's been a while since I could really just honestly say with no reservations, like, what a great episode. Because, wow, we got so much from this. The animation, for some reason, has just, like, been cleaned up so much. Lapis mm-hmm. looks so good. Her voice was so good singing. And uh probably watched oh, it, yeah. like, five times. When it premiered. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I really want to draw attention to the one scene where Steven and Lapis are like shouting to each other through the open gate. And just like their their whole expressions and faces and those shots just like really struck to me. My friend called it very anime, but I just mm. I, I enjoyed it very yeah. much. Uh on rewatch number five, it, it, there there's uh lion after he warps for the first time even you'll notice on his yawn there's even uh, a level of detail and number of frames in the yawn where i was just like oh man they're actually like putting a lot of effort into drawing this one where sometimes (laughs) we get shots that are like just a wide shot and everyone's on the same plane and everyone's mouths move and that's about it so when i see something like this i'm like oh my gosh what if the whole show looked like this the whole time this would be amazing And they used actual like big cat sound effects, like they like a human voice actor grunting into a microphone. Not to throw any shade to the voice actor who I forget his name, but does all the animal voice acting. Yes, he's amazing voice. But opera. I always I always appreciate, you know, lions representing lions. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about weird things I noticed in that scene while Lion is holding Stephen, you know, protecting him from being blown into space. Uh, I. There's, you can see there's a shot where he's holding Stephen in his mouth, he blinks immediately, and then holds his eye open for the rest of the shot, and all I was thinking is, that makes it look like he's blinking, like, quickly in response, but if you reversed that clip, and so it was a whole time open, and then closes in and opens right at the beginning, it'd look really slow, like he's... (laughs) Not phased at all, that's true. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, um... The weird things I notice. <laughs> well, you know, this episode, here's why we were able to pay attention to all these details. It's because there was a great absence of uh, Stephen, like, narrating the whole time. 
There was uh, so much silence in this episode, which just warms my heart to see Stephen walking around the moon and being contemplative. And then when he hears Lapis humming and just kind of gently walks up the stairs, like I really enjoyed the space that was in this episode, which also just flowed really well into Lapis's really uh, emotional Mm -hmm. song. Like it just everything flowed so well. And then just even after her song, still having the sunset scene and sort of the sleepy vibe from Little Sleep. Stevie was just wonderful. (laughs) Yes, that was fantastic. They did a tell not show here, though, and it annoys me every time I hear it when Lapis says, Oh, yeah, the diamonds use this to observe stuff on their colony from afar. I'm like, Yes, we figured that out. Thank you for explaining this to us, Lapis. Well, you know, (laughs) at least Steven Universe is explicitly answering the questions that were explicitly asked earlier you know because steven literally has already asked what it was i mean we were really curious about the orb yeah that this is new for him asking direct <laughs> questions and not just and getting direct it answers as it comes. <laughs> well the, the second question of significance took like 11 minutes to answer but well yeah but it was <laughs> such a great answer <laughs> yeah but yeah i just I'm really confused on what the show is doing with Lapis's character arc because, mm-hmm. yeah. like, I just don't see why they didn't send her back to Earth. Yeah. It's way too soon. I mean, the thing is with Lapis, I understand why they're keeping her distant, but the problem is that we've seen her have so many. I mean, I say we've seen her have so many failures. She was living quite happily in the barn for quite a while, but but we've had so many of emotional episodes with her in these struggles that, you know, she's still, even after all this, even after, after listening to the song a few times, I really felt like... Uh, the first time I listened to it, I just listened to it as a song, and then the subsequent times I actually started to listen to her talking and actually sort of got some of her character development again from that. But like, she's still sort of underdeveloped. Even after every episode we've seen her in, I still feel like I don't really know who Lapis Lazuli is. And it just sucks that she just, her main thing is just flying away again. It's lame, but. Yeah. Yeah, I agree that the whole thing about Lapis just, yeah, like she's kind of just hard to understand sometimes. Like, why is she doing what she's doing? Like, yeah, she just keeps... Like, there was one line, I think, that might that kind of confused me. She said, like, I can't go through that again. Like, is she referring to, like, her being trapped in the mirror? Or is something else that maybe we don't know about? What, what well, she's a very traumatized character. Remember, she was oh, yes. basically held in solitary confinement for 5,000 years. Right. And it was the consequence of actually being in the war. I mean, lest we forget, they didn't just arbitrarily trap her in an object. They were like trying to to ask her questions because she thought they thought she was a crystal gem. So for her, I mean, it makes sense that like diamonds coming back besides just the idea of being like obliterated or something like she's already seen the direct consequences of war. And she even explicitly says things like, I don't want to be caught up in another war. So we know that that's where she's coming from there. And then obviously she had a pretty traumatizing time being fused with someone for a while. So like. Like, mm-hmm, I get it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I do, though, think that Steven really could have easily defused the situation by just mentioning that, yeah, Pink Diamond was there. Oh, you mean the one the one who's dead? Okay, probably a flashback. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, like, I just, with Lapis, you know, her whole final departing scene felt so final. Like, you know, like they were trying to say goodbye to her for the last time, but no. it's kind of hard mm. understanding why they were phrasing it that way. Like, obviously, she's supposed to be coming back. Yeah, like, but now are they, it's like, is she going to have like one big moment where she like saves everybody at the end, or 
you know, what's going on here? That, I think that might happen. I think they might be setting it up for that. Right, which means not much development left for her. Although, if we're to take some random voice actress for the Spanish version of, I don't remember who it was, but suggesting season six recordings, maybe we'll have enough time to revisit Lapis and actually, you know. We have at least 32 more episodes coming after season five is done, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wait, how do you know there's 32 episodes coming? Oh, they uh, they mentioned it offhand in one of the official podcast episodes. Well, oh boy. Okay, that makes me happy. <laughs> we, we, got more, we got a big storm coming. Okay. Choo-choo! Okay. All aboard the hype train. Yeah, because there's only like six episodes left here. But anyway. But, but speaking about that flashback, though, it was... Quite interesting to see Blue doing all of the talking and then Yellow just standing there with their back turned. I, you just, this is, this is showing, not telling. And I just get the sense from that, that it was Yellow had a long talk with Blue about you need to be firm with her. <laughs> yeah, I think and that's what we're seeing. And she's not mad. She's disappointed. <laughs> Very. I mean, that's, that's basically Yellow Diamond in a nutshell. Oh, yeah. well, she can also just be very mad. She can get mad, but usually she gets disappointed. <laughs> uh, also, it's just the choice to use the silhouettes. I feel like every time we see the diamonds in some form of silhouette in these flashbacks or dreams, it actually, I don't know, like I like seeing Blue Diamond more in her shadow form than her real form. Somehow it lets us focus on other characteristics of her because compared to Yellow Diamond's design, I've always felt like Blue Diamond's face has been a little more, I don't know. A little more, I don't want to say cartoony. I don't know, there's just something a little less distracting or authoritative. The first time we saw Yellow Diamond's reveal, I was like, oh, wow, she looks like really serious. And then Blue Diamond was kind of like, oh, what a sappy, big-eyed person. So, like, I don't know, the shadows kind of, like, create that mystique again of, like, the time when Garnet first, when we first saw a silhouette of her. And there was that air of that gravity of, like, being a diamond again. So, I liked that. Kind of stops her from being sad diamond. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, come to think of it, all the silhouettes of her we've seen have been before she became Sad Diamond. Well, I think the silhouettes here were also to keep that Pink Diamond reveal, to save it, yeah. up until, you know, the big, big, big Pink Diamond reveal. Like, this was to sort of I mean, keep it mysterious up until the last minute. Oh, yeah. The only thing they mm-hmm. needed to keep mysterious was her voice, and which, if you, you go back after oh. watching A Single Pale Rose, mm. you really notice that, like, no, you don't get to talk. That's yeah. true. I just, oh, I just realized that they're, like, totally intentionally keeping it secret so people wouldn't catch on. Mm-hmm. Oh, imagine but what would they happen masked it. If these two episodes were spaced apart, because... I they should have been. Well, because me... Up until the up until past the reveal at the end of the episode, I was still thinking that the whole twist was that Pearl had done it and Rose was covering for Pearl. Hmm. So that was my whole kind of schmeal up until the end of the episode. And I'm just like, okay, well, now that she covered for her, where's Pink Diamond? Like, I thought that Pearl had legit shattered her in the moon base and then they'd like disposed of the shards and rose was like oh god oh god oh god what do we do <laughs> and oh, uh, that's dark <laughs> that's dark sophia siri what do i do with this dead diamond <laughs> they like they did, like the spongebob episode where they try and bury him in the graveyard in the rickey oh. yes the rain washes it up again <laughs> at the risk of being shattered a third time uh <laughs> 
Yeah, I was totally expecting that. And it was at the end of the episode when Steven finally says it where I'm like, okay, maybe it wasn't that. Cause Wow, so you really are not on board the Rose Quartz's Pink Diamond I train. It's really slow, and I find it <laughs> okay. I find it very hard to believe that a gym could be shapeshifted all this time. Now, Joe the Johnson has stated that this will be explained in future episodes. He's actually answered a lot of questions on his Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, he's, he's a trooper. Yes, he's given a lot of insights about the nature of pearls, which we can talk about. But yeah, it. I I just like my first and foremost reaction was like she stayed shape shifted this whole time. Like I was finding that hard to believe. But I think if if an explanation is coming, then I am satisfied. And I will wait, and I will suspend my disbelief <laughs> until this explanation comes. Yeah. I mean, maybe she... I'm assuming that when she reformed, she altered her form to the Rose Quartz permanently. Yeah, like... <sighs> oh, wait, that's actually such a great point, because all the other times she could have just been shape-shifting, but then she clearly did get poofed by Pearl, so that could be the excuse for regeneration. And if not, we could still use the excuse that, like, if it was never explained in show, you could just say, well, diamonds can just do the reformation process without poofing. I mean, you know. Or maybe when she's, like, by herself and she knows there's, like, no one around, maybe she'll, like, turn back to her pink diamond form temporarily and then turn right back. Yeah, run behind the barn, take a few breaths, and <laughs> yeah. then catch some people playing pinata. I feel like know. that would be a very hard thing <laughs> very to keep risky. up for 5,550 <laughs> years. Yeah. <sighs> well, you know, she did have a ship out in the middle of the desert where she hung out with lions. Yeah. Oh, boy. That could yeah. have been her <laughs> take some room to breathe. Yeah, that my, my current hypothesis is that she had that because even though she didn't want to talk about it with Pearl, she still kind of needed to reconnect with her old life. Wow, that's actually um, fascinating yeah. if that is the excuse. Like, I was just going under, oh, diamonds can just shapeshift or do whatever they want. They're diamonds. But maybe that would be wild if we saw flashbacks where she runs into the desert and it's just like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh god that would be pretty that'd be fantastic comedy gold at least i mean but in buddy's book she was still shapeshifted as rose when well Buddy's remember on, he didn't so. draw her right but that he did Steven describe Magic. her hair but now ooh, we yeah. should go back and look at the hair description and be like oh maybe it's pink. <laughs> <laughs> i mean people are going through the rest of the series with the same fine-toothed comb some of us had already gone through yeah it could it could be that rose's whole like Fun- well, well, Pink Diamond's whole fundamental, like, powers is in, like, manipulating the world around her. Like, she can you know, manipulate life and matter and all that, so maybe it makes her much more naturally affiliated for shapeshifting. Yeah. Hmm. Or she's just a diamond and she's really strong. So are you telling me Yellow Diamond could shrink herself down to be the size of Steven and just do that forever? Yeah, she could probably, like, be a world champ at Steven Tag. <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh man that's gonna be great like if we ever get a season just for the answer hanging out hello this is onto universe <laughs> i have the whole like lineup of like in my notes the journey to rose quartz like all the episodes <laughs> that had a hint about rose quartz yeah. equals pink diamond uh there were there were a lot of hints but anyway, listen to us. We tried to talk about Can't Go Back First, and all we can talk about is Rose being Pink Diamond, because that's what it ends on. Though. It ties us into that yeah. reveal. 
Well, GC, you thought it was way more complicated than she was just shapeshifted this whole time. Well, I know because, well, okay. If you look at Steven's gem and you look at Pink Diamond's gem, or if you just watch it rotate in a single pale rose, it looks like the crown of it changes from one level of trapezoids to two. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. It, it mm. looks like it has a lot more facets on its front when it's in Pink Diamond form than when it's, you know, forward facing. That when I did see Pink Diamond's gem for the first time, my immediate thought was that looks like a rose quartz gem turned on its side. With, yeah. of course, with the pointed facet. But also, this brings back a way early thing when it was three gems and a baby. And I was like, holy crap, Steven has an entire gem stuck in his tummy. And if it's pointed <laughs> at the end, that's a lot of displacement of intestines. And then we saw uh... those quartz gems. And then we're like, oh, it's flat on one side. Never mind. But then we went back and it's a diamond gem, so it is pointed. And so Steven's intestines are still being displaced. My theory remains. <laughs> Luckily, he has the healing tears and, and spit yeah. on his side. His healing Never had to go to a hospital. Blood. <sighs> yeah. Oh gosh! If this was a if this show wasn't just TV PG, I think that's where <laughs> Rebecca Sugar would have gone. Yeah, but what if he like when he was like a little toddler and he bends forward and it like pokes through his backside? Like that's a big gem. It's a diamond, right? And then it hurts, and then he cries, and then it's all better. I don't know. Yeah, the, the gems oh. change size just depending on circumstances. Like, if you get really, really big, or well, if you get really, really tiny, the gem can only shrink so far, but the gem will kind of, it tries. It for does artistic what it purposes. Can. Yeah, I think <laughs> for artistic purposes. <laughs> like, Amethyst can shrink her gem. She can, she can turn into something smaller than her gem, so it's really artistic. <laughs> She's wearing your gem like a backpack. Anyway, I just, I just want to say, since we're, before we move on to a single pale rose, how comedy gold Ronaldo was in this episode. You know, mm. <laughs> only because Steven sympathizes. Who cannot laugh whenever he says he can't call Nanafall not a fourth time? Yep. Like, even he knows how funny <laughs> I, he's being. I appreciate Ronaldo a lot more now that the show is treating him how he deserves as being kind of annoying. Like, Steven considers him to be annoying. When was he not considered to be kind of annoying? When when did the show want him to be taken seriously? Like all his first, all the first Ronaldo episodes. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, Steven's I, given him I'm so many chances. I was thinking back to Steven's <laughs> Lion, where he's, I also have buttons! Yeah. Then in Keep Beach City Weird, he's the weirdo who has just completely incorrect ideas about everything, and the only thing that keeps him functioning as a human being is being completely wrong about everything. Yeah, I mean, as long as every time Ronaldo's on screen, uh, Steven maintains his frown, like, that's all I need. <laughs> that's all I need now in the show. Yep. Uh, oh, well, so shall we, shall we move on? Yes. Yeah. The show blew me away with its explanation of this whole reveal. Like, they really, really built up to it. And it was, instead of it was just Pearl, like, sitting Steven down and having, like, you know, a flashback, like, it was this whole roundabout thing. And instead of her just, you know, texting him. Yeah, I was worried at the very beginning. And when I saw the promos, even, with the phone, I was like, really? Are they just going to text each other? Couldn't they have come <laughs> up with that a long time ago? That was just the solution write the some entire notes? time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Somebody needs to Photoshop it so it says, have I ever told you the, or have you ever heard the story of Rose Quartz the Wise? Oh, Lord. 
I, it's I not like a story Pearl, that Garnet would tell you. Pearl immediately adapted emojis. Just not not even just Pearl, like her quadruple subconscious developed emojis. <laughs> like the dollar bill has a pink diamond on it, and also every phone in their emoji keyboard has the same rose or flower that rose handed pearl well, thousands of you, years how ago. How do you pronounce that? Is it hibiscus? A hibiscus, yeah. Hibiscus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, very, very important flower in the history of Steven Universe. But oh man, I I love like pink pearls outfit. Yes! Uh-huh. The yellow yep. the little yellow accents in the mm, I like yeah. that. It's like all four diamond colors. Yeah, they're gonna have a cartoony version of it as a keychain at Hot Topic in August. Have to get one. Oh yeah. Um and there was the whole thing where it's like, okay, all the pearls that we've seen so far, blue and yellow pearl, have matched gem placement of their diamonds. And color. And well mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say Pearl has a pretty pink. She's more she's a lot more white than Yeah, pink. so that's the whole thing where maybe mm. Pearl was a gift, but the uh, Joe the Johnson yeah. was yeah. saying Johnson. Pearl was made for pink. Which, so yeah. <sighs> made to order. It's fishy. I agree, Sophia. Like when I saw this, I didn't even feel like it immediately confirmed it. And then everybody online was like, Oh yep, Pearl was pinks, and it is just weird. Maybe pink's just not as narcissistic as yellow and blue. Maybe they are just exceptionally narcissistic. Maybe. Okay, but Rose has been, I would say, pretty narcissistic throughout her history. And this is what <laughs> I really like about this twist, because I was I was kind of disappointed at first, because I felt like, oh man, Rose covering for Pearl would have been so much more interesting. But only on the surface level. Like, it would have been a more complex twist. But this twist, as I think about it more... I appreciate it a lot more because it adds so much it adds like a whole nother facet this is what i love so much about steven universe is that they with one little thing they change everything and yeah. so now you you mm-hmm. have to rewatch the show again with this new information that changes the undertones of everything and now you're watching like all these early steven universe episodes which apparently they had known yeah, this whole time that this is going to be a right twist start. you're watching all these mm-hmm. old steven universe episodes and you're like damn <laughs> Spoken like a true king. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah oh. I really appreciate this mm-hmm. twist, even though like the whole shape shifting thing is kind of sketchy, and I'm waiting on an explanation on that. Like Rose having been literally pink diamond this whole time adds so much. It adds like you know it, it was it adds so much about her personality. Like I, there was in one of the podcasts. When Bismuth was first revealed, it was Ian and Rebecca were both saying, oh yeah, our whole reveal is that Rose is actually kind of a a bad person. And everyone was <laughs> like, yeah, it was like, this whole thing is like, yeah, we're really trying to put it forward that Rose is a terrible person. Oh, and yeah. like, we all kind of <sighs> didn't want to believe them. And now it's just sort of like, hmm. Well, yeah, and that recontextualization, like bringing up Bismuth. Now when I think about Bismuth being bubbled, the decision isn't just like that it was an embarrassment. Potentially, Bismuth knowing that the sword could only shatter or couldn't shatter gems is like important. And would Rose keep Bismuth hidden additionally because she that might have revealed that she was Pink Diamond? Like there's decisions in that. I think it was. So imagine this. Imagine you're Rose Quartz. And you're kind of doing this rebellion thing for fun. Like, you're not really taking it seriously at all. And Bismuth comes in, and he's suddenly like, we're going to shatter the diamonds. And even Mm -hmm. if Pink Diamond gets off scot-free, 
Blue and Yellow, who are essentially her sisters slash moms, are gonna get got. And so she's suddenly like, oh, no, 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 we don't shatter diamonds, shattering is wrong. Like, but also she doesn't want, like, the people who are close to her to be harmed. So it, it's just, mm. The yeah, whole and show needs to be rewatched. But she wasn't, she wasn't doing it for fun. She was doing this because she wanted an excuse to leave the planet alone. Like, yeah. a lot of people are talking, there are people, people who want a good reason to, to hate the diamonds are looking at this and they're like, oh, you know, Rose was an awful immoral person. And basically, they're judging her by what happened. You know, by by doing this, this all happened. Uh, they're not understanding how incredibly, incredibly naive Pink Diamond was. Like, she had no idea oh, yeah. how oh, Yellow yeah. and Blue felt about her. She's like, oh, they don't really care about me. As soon as I'm dead, they'll be like, eh, whatever, and leave. And everything will be fine. She's not evil. She's just really immature, you know? And, and, and we still even see that. How... You know, serious issues to people are more of a game to her. Like, she considered, like, her whole being disguised as a rebel to be more fun than being, you know, Mm -hmm. an uppity diamond. And it was the whole thing where it was Ian who was saying Rose's whole thing was that she was thinking she was really doing a good job of playing human. Like, playing human. Like, a game, you know? Even up until she met Greg, it was all sort of fun to her. It wasn't, you know, like a suit, like this is people, these are, this is people's lives. And she just, her biggest flaw is that she just didn't take others seriously, that she didn't take their issues seriously. She could feel for them and she could empathize with them and she could want the best for them, but she just didn't consider it, you know, to be important. Like it was all just fun. Well, and look at Pearl, too. I mean, even back here, you can see Pearl's absolute commitment to Rose. And we know mm. this whole time that it just always has seemed one-sided in that reciprocity up until, like, Greg explaining to Rose, do you actually understand what it is to be in love with someone? So, uh, yeah, that was that was interesting seeing that, yeah, too. like, uh, you, you can see it when they're conspiring in the palanquin. It's like... Best friends forever gal pals is how Pink is treating Pearl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, then you see from Rose's scabbard that that is, that is not what Pearl's hoping for out of this relationship. Mm-mm. Pearl was ready to die for Pink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen how far Pearl's come, though, with her. Mm-hmm. So many phone numbers. So, you know, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. glad. She's a player. And that's just, that's just like a month, probably. <laughs> <laughs> well, some of those could be older. You know, they yeah. could be. We 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 really don't know. And we see quite a range of area codes. So, and well, around the, the warp pads. <laughs> <laughs> so I I love I love surface level pearl inside pearl's pearl like that 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 is that is adorable pearl at her most adorable. Let's just oh, stay yeah. here where everything is alphabetized. <laughs> oh yeah. And for each level, too, the music really complemented it. Like, I loved the just simple little piano that was so, like, bright and calm and just, like, helped out little calm Pearl in her in her happiest place with alphabetized objects. But I, I do think there's something, like, it's really dark. It's like, I get to be up here because I'm really good at compartmentalizing. <laughs> yeah, so she just shoved the other Pearls into her subconscious. Yeah, she just shoves all of her pain down below, down below the surface, because she compartmentalizes. Yeah, and also, this wasn't really in this episode, but the previous episode, it is revealed that a whole new thing now is that Steven 
does have access to Rose Quartz's memories. So Not consciously, though. Not consciously, but definitely somehow, definitely when it comes to sleeping in historically significant locations. <laughs> and here's the thing. Didn't we joke at one point that he should go take a nap at the palanquin? Well, I don't remember, but here's the thing. Because my mind immediately went very south, is that there are some memories that my parents have that I don't want to be privy to. I don't. <laughs> don't sleep near Craig's van or the oh, car wash. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, went Lord. there. I you, went you literally there. went south. <laughs> I just... That's immediately where my mind went. And I was like, I could imagine no more traumatizing, like, screw Homeworld, screw Shattery, like single-handedly the most repressed memory that steven would have okay yeah that's uh that's pretty uh. awful <laughs> that would be interesting though in on a much uh lighter more steven universe televised appropriate note um you know if he went and tried sleeping in the desert or somewhere else or if he really tried to pursue accessing these memories now in a controlled way because he's definitely been able to go into like uh, was it Jenny's dream? No, it was Kiki's dreams because she was yep, doing Kiki. delivery. Kiki's delivery service. So, like, you know, he he's had a lot of control there. Um, so maybe he can just skip right around the most recent memories and go back a few thousand years instead. Tree warrior, tree warrior. Yeah. Yeah, he needs to combine pearls compartmentalizing with his dream powers. Ugh. Poor Pearl. She's been through a lot. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean, I know we've kind of complimented it already, but again, for this reveal, I, I was worried that when we got to this part in the show where we had another big reveal like this, that, I don't know, they wouldn't give it enough of the right weight or just the presentation wouldn't be totally amazing. But this was totally amazing. Having Steven oh, yeah. go through these levels of Pearl, starting off with seeing, you know, 80s Pearl crying, and then like each level he goes down is just the perfect amount of info. Like seeing Pearl being sad about the pregnancy, which is the first time we've heard her specifically specifically talk about that and then you know seeing just the battlefield and the gems on the ground which i kind of wish some of those gems were shattered but whatever and then uh you know seeing pearl shapeshifted as rose and then that being almost like a reveal you're like what oh she was trying she was appeared as rose so that's why people thought it was rose and then going the final layer in like was just so great Mm -hmm. and perfectly filled the 11 minutes in a not rushed way so great yeah they they try to keep you guessing until the end mm -hmm. that that bit though where we see pearl shapeshifted into rose quartz holding pink diamonds the toughest part of that scene isn't pearl crying it is the anguished cries of the court soldiers mm. you hear in the background mm -hmm. and all of those were voiced by michaela dietz amethyst's voice no actress way. okay Aww. Yeah, she's credited. Yeah, well, she did a really good job at making me feel bad. It's like, yeah, very... Tucks at your heartstrings, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you saw what happened to Jasper. Uh, she, she still really messed up about it. <laughs> yeah, so on the list of people bubbled now, I was like, okay, it's easy to get Bismuth out of that bubble and start talking to her and Jasper. I don't know. But now it's kind of like the reverse. Jasper will be super happy to find out Pink Diamond's still around. Mm. Meanwhile, Bismuth's going to be like, she, it was already bad enough that she thought Steven was Rose. Finding out that she yeah. he's Pink Diamond's going to be a real problem. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> how, because uh, how do I go about this? I don't know. Also, how she's going to be so mad at Rose. <laughs> the show is going to attempt to redeem the diamonds 
when they are, like, clearly tyrants of an imperialist, colonialist, you know, space-faring society, like... Something about their daughter slash their sister Diamond? They miss their sister. That's cool. Still Hitler. (laughs) (laughs) Hitler loved his parents yeah like i don't i don't think they're quite equatable to hitler but i mean (laughs) they are clearly not good people not on the outside maybe a little bit on the inside but definitely not on the outside like they support slavery and colonialism and like a whole lot of genocide so i really hope if the show goes in that direction, that it does address the fact that they are not good people, because I don't know. Right. Their actions can't just be immediately wiped away. Yeah. For sure. It's like, oh, well, you know, Steven is our little sister. Guess we'll do our tyranny somewhere else or <laughs> drop <Yeah>. our <laughs> act entirely. That that would be hilarious, you know. Oh, goody, we have a nephew now. I guess we'll go be. I guess we'll go do our thing somewhere else. <laughs> I guess we'll go. You know, great, to, great, great to know you, nephew. With geo weapons <laughs> and some other solar system. Oh yeah, that would be, that would be a great family outing. Go and blow up some planets together. I, I think that that would be like an onion trade where Onion wanted Stephen to smash the bug and remember how Onion. Later gave him the book as a piece of maybe maybe the diamonds will do the same thing. They'll say, Okay, well you're your pink sun, that means you're the new pink diamond and you have to join the planet destroying club and then when he gets really <clears> sad <throat> and doesn't want to, they're like, Oh, that's okay, pink, you don't have to. <laughs> maybe it'll be exactly like um Onion Gang. Onion Gang. Yeah, it's the foreshadowing fair. level obviously is uh that's I wouldn't put anything past them <laughs> at this point. No. Um, so with the whole war timeline now, something that this episode didn't answer for me is where the cluster fits in between when this would have happened. I guess it's just after Rose's shattering now, but it doesn't seem like there's enough time because they seem to be showing that pretty immediately after Pink Diamond, everyone thinks that she's shattered, they go and corrupt everyone, right? Like, when would they have been planning something that would have destroyed Pink's first planet? It seems like they would have wanted to give this to her. Well, remember, the cluster takes thousands of years to incubate, and I guess they figure if Pink hasn't taken care of the problem in a few thousand years, they're like, Okay, Pink, obviously you weren't ready for this. We're just going to let your planet blow up. Well, they did use the shattered gems of a lot of crystal gems. A lot of dead gems. Right, and that's true. They wouldn't have been able to build the cluster without the war taking place. So it was definitely only a plan that happened because there was a bunch of... A whole bunch, man, that's depressing, of shattered crystal gems. Yeah, uh, maybe like the cluster will pop its bubble and now the diamonds and Steven need a band together to... I don't know. Well, there is a Hug question of what death. the next antagonist is. I mean, Steven Universe has the problem of what is the plot anyway, overall. Yeah. Like, what is what is the next objective? There never really is a clear objective. We have a lot of questions, but there's also just a lot of stuff happens without, uh, like, we have an overarching mysteries, but not overarching <laughs> directives. So I don't know what's next between White Diamond and the Cluster, but those are pretty much the only two options that I see from Season here. six is just following Sadie Killer and the suspects out on tour. <laughs> Right, just that, and then just occasionally flashbacks, and then that. Yeah, you're in a new town every week, and uh, you meet new, fun, zany characters. Some of them 
start following the band on tour and become re- recurring characters. <laughs> hey, I'd watch that series. If it goes to Ocean Town, I would watch that series. Well, as long as it's still no longer on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I immediately just went lost in thought on the nature of Garnet's future vision. Well, as we've seen, she basically can't predict anything where the paths don't connect. This is so far out from anything she would have expected. Her future vision only allows her to predict, but she can't just like, she's not omnipotent. She can't just see stuff that she wouldn't otherwise see. Yeah, but like, where's the line between premonition powers and just being able to make predictions yourself? Like, <laughs> I mean, apparently this is the line. You she see couldn't, Steven, she had you see no a tennis idea. ball on the stairs. You see Steven walking down with his arms full of stuff. You're going to expect him to step on this tennis ball and fall, so you'll be ready for that. I mean, Sapphire's just not that... She's, <laughs> she's just, just not, not that, that OP. <laughs> like, she's honestly not. <laughs> she didn't even know she was going to fuse with... Honestly, look at the failure she had with Blue Diamond. That should have been so easy to predict. What do you mean she wasn't able to predict that Ruby would... You know, like, no, that's garbage. Like, I think she's just kind of a bad... Like, <laughs> you see, that's so Raven. Like, half of those were more successful predictions than what we've seen from Sapphire so far. So, you know. <sighs> maybe, <sighs> maybe predictions in gem history is a lot more, I would say, easy. Yeah, gems are a lot more straightforward in the Yeah, roles. because gems don't change very much. So you can very easily say, gems will go to this planet, gems will fight the natural li- wildlife, gems will colonize the planet, gems will move on to another planet, maybe there'll be some fighting, maybe someone will poof, but overall it's like, pretty hard to like guess for the wild cards and earth earth's whole theme in this show has been that it's just one big old wild card mm. yeah well again it's had to have been limited because it's not like garnet started every episode knowing what was going to happen that episode she didn't know meat beat mania would take over her life she didn't know steven would unpop bismuth inside of lion like there's a million circumstances in which she's never known what was going to happen but whenever like steven falls off something she's there to catch him or lightning bolt hitting him. So, you know, <laughs> whenever it works. I remember that. That was such a freaking good joke. What yeah, I mean. Nothing. I I love when shows take their whole moral message and it's like, oh, I love you. I love you too. And then they have like one last twist to like totally throw it and like not take themselves seriously. I love that. Right, because the real reason he shouldn't have gone on the roof is that he could have gotten struck by lightning. Yeah, and Garnet's like, <laughs> oh, well, it's because I love you. <laughs> right, well, and then she says, no, there wasn't any other harm out here. And it's just like, no, yeah, <laughs> he would have died. Or maybe uh, not. Maybe he just would have become Pink Diamond again. So, you know. Yeah, now we do have to wonder what happens when Steven gets poofed. Because, you know, they sure, they've said that if Steven gets quote-unquote poofed, he dies, but... That again, they say a lot of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Like Ian famously said that Rose's name was Rose Quartz. It's like, yo, her name is Rose Quartz. And then, you know, anyone going back, you know, years, you know, years later is like, well, I note that you weren't asked what her name was, but your implication was clearly understood. Well, here's the thing, though. Steven is 110% a flesh boy. Like, he's got me. (laughs) Yeah. And blood and organs and stuff, and he needs to eat and sleep and breathe oxygen. Like, yeah, but his gem can also take his meat and combine it with, you know, another meat bag and make <laughs> a bigger meat bag 
which it's is like <laughs> pretty like, questionable. So, yeah. So his gem can do the gem thing with his meat and like. Do you want to rethink his... that sentence, GC? Yeah, <laughs> his whole body. Why do you think I called Connie a meat bag rather than meat? Thank you, oh. Miss Gutterball. Oh my goodness. So that's the thing. It's like it's been clearly established by like every sort of explanation of what Steven is, is that he's a he's a human boy with a gem sort of infused in him. Like he is basically the genetic clone of Greg with a gem kind of stuck in his tummy that's, like, influencing how he looks and maybe his behavior and obviously giving him powers. But at the end of the day, he is 100% boy and 100% gem. Like, there's no half yeah, of I know. So is there anything else that this... Uh, at, while it feels like this is the biggest reveal of the entire show, which it is, the answers that we have now i mean for what this tells us about rose quartz it ultimately isn't that much i mean we understand now why she had the incredible powers that she has then why she's not a typical rose quartz we understand sort of where pearl is unless pearl is somehow still not pink diamonds pearl but it pretty much seems like that's the case now and then that's kind of and then and then there's implications to rose quartz being pink diamond as far as the implications of putting all of her friends in danger and etc but but that's kind of like the scope right i mean there's basically that about her and then there's the weird implications of like her friends dying and there being a human zoo in space and that's kind of weirdly mm. her fault but um like other than that it doesn't actually answer some other of the like long standing core questions still or maybe we'll never answer them like why she chose to have steven maybe those questions are off the table now i don't know if there's anything bigger than this to happen in the show i don't know well i, I don't know if it's bigger but it's still pretty big the reveal of White Diamond, or as Joe seems to be implying, her name actually isn't White Diamond. But mm. you'll notice that it's Supreme blue and yellow Diamond. there to talk. Yeah, it's blue and yellow there to talk to Pink in the flashback. And yellow and blue don't care about this. It's Pink Diamond's colony. And when she's gone, they're going to go off and leave. There's no mention of what White would do. So in your mother and mine, I saw that Garnet had, you know, White's hand right there next to Yellow and Blue. And I'm like, oh, she's a physical being, not that much larger than Yellow and Blue. I'm kind of sad, but okay. But it, we're right back to whole, is she actually really cognizant of what's going on? Is she like homeworld itself or something wild like that? We don't know. Maybe she's just like the oldest. Like maybe there is really a hierarchy of age in the diamonds. Like she was the first in sort of quote-unquote retired but we have never gotten any indication that she did anything in any of the story except for (laughs) garnet having her hand there lashing out against earth well i think maybe it was because oh they've had rebellions before there's been rebellions all the time and it's like no big deal she's retired she'll maybe claim a planet here or two but right now it's blue and yellow's game and they're kind of raising pink to come up to their level but the whole pink getting shattered was a big enough deal for her to get out of her seat and be like excuse me you don't shatter diamonds not son. not not diamonds my shatter you yeah i mean when we look at like what a season six might be about i think white diamond kind of exists like you said we haven't had she hasn't played any role or there haven't been any holes in our story that have a white diamond shaped fit except for her role in the corruption of the planet 
So if we're going to, if if this was sort of this piece of finding out Rose was Pink Diamond is sort of the core, part of the core to the story we've cared about these past five seasons, then I think White Diamond fills that space of maybe more questions about homeworld and things that are outside what we've thought about so far. Things like seeing a fusion statue on homeworld and being like what's that about and how on earth will we be talking about old-timey homeworld and fusions unless that story all takes place with something about white diamond and we go in a deep dive on that and yeah. sort of ignore the whole earth and rose story okay mm-hmm. i have one bigger reveal that could possibly rival that of rose quartz being pink diamond and that is like how gems originate like, it's not just a cycle yes. of gems infuse more gems infuse more gems. Like, the genesis, the genesis, right. if you will. <laughs> the secret <laughs> origin of gem kind. Yes. And I think that would be a fantastic reveal that would, like, warm my little heart. <laughs> but again, it's it's very, very super interesting, but it's not really pertinent to the story that's being told <sighs> at all. Right. So unless we dive off into homeworld and white diamond and wondering like i mean someone planted all those holes that we saw down there i mean there were Mm -hmm. some original kindergarteners there was some original plan you know you know white diamond just like shoving them in one by one with her finger like food in a bird feeder (laughs) right i mean they can literally scoop up dirt crush it and create something that sort of looks like a gem so you know (sighs) yeah oh well so in light of all this what is in that chest in Lion's Mane? <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, okay, so the thing I'm favoring right now is that it is some MacGuffin that Stephen will end up using to prove to Yellow and Blue that he is indeed Pink Diamond's son. That's what I think. Yeah, some sort of letter. Well, no, because all they have to do for that is just stab Stephen and then inspect the gem. I mean, that's... Easy peasy. Uh, Ideally, that would not happen. Okay, okay, okay. This entire reveal could have been worked around in the first season or before even the show started if Steven had gone to see a doctor once. (laughs) An x-ray. Or even (laughs) even a geologist. I'm pretty sure someone who has some minor knowledge of, like, rocks would be able to look at that and be like, that is not a quartz gem? Why do you have, like, a 10,000 carat diamond embedded in your stomach kid <laughs> remember in nightmare hospital steven had no idea what a checkup was so he's never been to the doctor connie calls that out mm-hmm. yeah he thought he's never been sick he's he never could, needed it he could go to the he's doctor the exactly once well you're supposed to go to the doctor to get like tests to see if like you're susceptible for any illnesses or like to predict if you're going to school or something if you're going to school to get your never vaccines but he's Greg not going not to school. Vaccinate Never been to school. Steven is Greg an anti-vaxxer? <laughs> uh, I mean, Andy might be. <laughs> yeah, true. It depends on what oh, they say on yeah. the radio. But yeah, so the treasure chest, the thing about it is there isn't really a treasure chest shaped hole anywhere else in the plot where we're wondering, like, is there some other piece to connect? Like, we're not waiting for anything. So, like, what? could possibly be in there it already feels like they've run out of ideas for what rose might have had waiting for steven with the nora tape like what else could rose possibly have she already had this way bigger secret from steven so like you know Mm. what's she what's she gonna say now he already knows that she's pink diamond so maybe hmm. 
Maybe it's like an apology from Pink Diamond, you know, after everything did not go according to plan at all. Yeah, I right. feel like a, and then... <laughs> a letter or something akin to that would be very appropriate for what's in that But chest. in a chest, which is appropriate to Rose Quartz being a total jerk <laughs> about not, you know, I'll leave Steven this note, but I'm going to lock it in a chest and then throw yeah. the key in the ocean. In a lion's like... mane that I didn't give to him and don't even know if he can access. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, she does love secrets. Yeah. That's why I prefer the MacGuffin angle, because she didn't seem all that sad at the time she was having Stephen, although maybe, I mean, she decided to become something that can become anything it wants to be, so I guess she was kind of feeling limited by being a diamond. What is she going to do? Talk about how sad she is? She's going to be having a baby in the video she's going to give to her baby? <laughs> like oh right. Steven very unlikely I, ha I, I am having my doubts about having you but if you make it this is for you like of course she's gonna try and make herself look happy I think she genuinely was happy at the time but I think she wanted the bright new experience which we don't even know if she's experiencing well I mean kind of in a way yeah I mean she said that every time he enjoyed being himself that's her enjoying being him or something like that. I mean, I don't think that's her consciousness feeling it, but I think that's her essence. Yeah, like, it is literally all of Pink Diamond there. Like, yep. that's her That's her gem. That is her. And it is Steven. Glow twice <laughs> for yes. Uh. Yeah, so it does kind of imply that gems are also, like, as much as they are conscious and active beings, they are also subconscious and, like, they have things that happen to them that they don't understand or control like autonomic functions you know like us humans we're like 90 percent autonomic functions like so much of our body happens without us you know noticing or caring or having any control of it so and the gems seem to not have that at all but it, it of course seems like they do have a lot of things that sort of happen to them that they don't control so like their powers in their physical form and you know, their endurance mm. and that sort of thing. It's its all stuff that, that does have sort of limits to what they can do, which is like, a, it was a thought I was having recently, you know, because we think of them as like, they have control over everything that happens in their bodies, but they, you know, clearly do not. They, they have like a sort of autonomous system. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, the same as humans do. Well, and we've seen that too with, well, although Pearl's Pearl situation is very confusing as far as are those all Pearl's, in a very real like are those i don't even know multiple copies of her consciousness or are they just a representation in the same way What's spongebob's that? consciousness was represented by a bunch of <laughs> workers i mean i don't know hey if there's one thing pearl's good at it's organizing things it may be like yeah. when pearl was being created like there were like the 18 pearls that all fought for dominance and <laughs> oh lord and shove them all inside each other's yeah. gems and so there the could be only one the the rose pearl <laughs> and the the final shape-shifting scene is like the the biggest loser you know couldn't or stand it's like up. a <sighs> it's like a beehive the first queen to hatch gets to be queen and the others get to not be anything <laughs> well they all they all hatch it's like a tournament like they're second and third and fourth place mm. second place gets to be surface level yeah, I think second place Pearl honestly has it the best. Like, she just she just gets to organize all day. I know. Pearl loves yeah. to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and you saw it. You saw when she has no new objects, she's just in there checking on the spears, making sure everything's ship-shape. <laughs> Is her vacuuming the, the, the portal? Oh, 
That is so precious. <laughs> the cleanest surface we've ever seen in this the whole why, show. <laughs> this is why Pearl is best. Uh, yeah, although that's interesting. Is her gem weapon, like, an actual gem weapon? Or were they just doing a joke? Like, in every I gem, is I assume that she like... can create more of them, but she just keeps a whole bunch on hand? I don't know. Yeah, yeah like, is this knows. a lore explanation, or were they just like, ah ha ha, here, Pearl Spears. You know? Because when when it's broken, it disappears. It doesn't sit there broken in half, so it's not a physical weapon. Okay. It's from her gem. But does that yeah. also mean, like, the amount of weapons? Because they, they can create two. Like, is it yeah. limited by the amount they just have stored in their gem? She's got a lot on hand. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know that we'll ever receive an explanation. We have like some gem monster that's shish with, you know, like a pin cushion with pearl spears. <laughs> She's just chasing it. Come back here and give me my spears back. I'll teach you a lesson or three. Oh. Well, uh, oh. Pearl seems like she's having fun. I love, I love Pearl. And now I feel like a lot of sympathy for her. Because, you know, a lot of her immature moments, you know, you can feel a lot more understanding of why she did what she did. Because, like, Mm -hmm. this kind of manipulated her a little bit. And, you know, it wasn't so much... she couldn't talk about the biggest problem ever, right? Like, all those times way back in Rosa Scabbard where we might have held it against Pearl a little. Although, she was a pretty pretty big jerk for letting Stephen fall. She uh, didn't let him. Why do people keep saying that? She let him fall, GC. She would not have been able to go get him. She immediately runs over to see if he's okay. And then, you know, seeing that he's got everything well in hand, she kind of can't get herself together and just goes over to cry some more. Yeah, well, yeah. now we can look at her in an even more sympathetic way. I think if she had now. popped her head over the side and had seen Steven plummeting, she probably would have, you know, done something to get him. Yeah, she knows he's pink diamond, so I mean, you know. She, But she saw that he was fine, and she felt comfortable wallowing in shame. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Pearl. That's funny. It was like, do you share some of her memories? And it's like, yes, in fact, yeah. he does. He but does. not at that time. I, I Speaking of Pearl sitting there crying, just, you know, past Pearl crying about Rose having a baby, and what was that thing you said? My cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) I wish we had footage of them recording that at the booth. That would be beautiful. That was. (laughs) You could have you could have her on one side and Pearl on the other. Oh, it would be that would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, that was that was an excellent scene, and Stephen just being like wow this is awkward like as pearl (laughs) mourns the fact that he's about to exist you know that was that was pretty good i like that self-awareness that the show had that steven had he was like "Hmm, yeah that's kind of weird oh you made this awkward (laughs) like he gets it and he's kind of accepted that yeah pearl is going to be grieving for his mom and there's always going to be like a bit of her that like that he he's accepted that Pearl's grief is partly because he exists and she doesn't hold it against him. Like, this this is, this is conflict is done and over with. But, it, you know, obviously she's still mourning a little bit. I think she needs to re- really know Rose for who Rose actually was before she can really move on. Like, Pearl's recovery is never going to be complete until she sees Rose for the, the person that she actually was. 
but she knows Rose about as intimately as anyone else possibly could. Yeah, but she was, like, infatuated with her. Like, her mental image of Rose was, like, way different than who Rose actually was, who was a little bit immature and, you know, naive. Mm, yeah. And Pearl wouldn't... Incredibly naive. Pearl wouldn't even think of calling Rose any words that were even associated with negative connotations, you know, so... I think for Pearl to be like, you know what? I wasn't treated right. This wasn't right is will probably be a big part of her development as a character. And this mm -hmm. is why we keep coming back to Pearl's development in her relationship with Rose is because she continues to have a very inflated sense of who Rose was. Like, that's not fixed yet. Yeah, and we're going to be dealing a lot. I think there's going to be a lot of discussion now happening. Obviously, it's going to flip over to Garnet first, but I'm interested to see, too. You know, I'm sure we'll get a lot more from Pearl and then maybe even some reaction from Amethyst. It's time to pull Amethyst back into the plot <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. Everyone's got to deal with this, though. But uh, it's it's kind of cool that we're coming to this now where we started the show off is once once we sort of understood... Rose's position in the Crystal Gems and then started dealing with the fact that everyone's still kind of hurt by her loss and Steven sort of being aware that, you know, he's like, maybe they hold it against me. Now we've come so far along to have a new fresh pain, which is great. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see what Amethyst's reaction is. Is like she going to be like in for the drama, you know, like I am? Or is she going to feel really betrayed like Garnet? Or Why would Amethyst care? She never fought for the rebellion. She just showed up when these were the only gems in town. Yeah, but that promo art did show her being like genuinely shocked and upset. I think she'll get over it a lot quicker than Garnet will. Yeah. This has got to last longer than the five episode arc of, you know, Pearl and Garnet fusing. Like, this is mind blowing for Garnet. I don't, I'm very excited to see where that goes next. Yeah, poor Garnet. She just keeps on getting betrayed left and right. Yeah, no uh, kidding. And you, Rose. Yeah, I hope. No one holds it against Pearl that she didn't say anything up this time. I mean, she has a pretty good excuse. She cannot say anything about it. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, I know. And I, I'm going to be super pissed if anyone's mad at Pearl and gives her, gives her a hard time for it. Because she tried. She genuinely tried. And mm -hmm. she fought it really hard and she just couldn't. Yeah, I mean, it'd be really terrible if we already had Garnet being mad at Pearl once, which was devastating for Pearl. Like, we don't need that again. Yeah, and I don't I don't think they're going to go that direction. I think all of it will be directed at Rose. But then also, I think we're at the point in the show, too, where Steven's not going to feel like Garnet's mad at him either. Right. Like, whereas before it was ambiguous to him whether yeah, or not, yeah. you know, he felt some of it on himself. I think we're at the point now where it's going to be Garnet directly dealing with that. But potentially from the angle of that it's some sort of split again between ruby and sapphire i do find it amusing that this time it's sapphire who flies off the handle and it's ruby who's like whoa girl calm down <laughs> yeah uh, everyone's everyone's pointing out the complete contrast with keystone motel but with good reason mm -hmm. yeah well they can't just repeat keystone motel so that's possibly oh, why yeah, the symmetry but and they can never go back to that diner. <laughs> <laughs> no, they cannot. Not after the reviews the fans left the last time. Oh, oh gosh, no. Mm. The immaturity level is too dang high. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was going to say something, but then I got floored by thinking about Ruby and Sapphire again. 
I wonder if the next episode's gonna be entirely about them, or if it's gonna, like, Sapphire's just gonna be gone, and then Pearl's gonna sit down for some story time, and then the next episode we'll go find her. I, I would love to see, like, a really extended time of Ruby and Sapphire being apart. Yeah, that would be nice, like. <laughs> that would be nice if they were apart. <laughs> well, I want to see more of their individual characters, because we almost always yeah. see them combined as Garnet. Mm-hmm. So it's very rare that we get to see Ruby and we get to see Sapphire. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, just like the crystal gems minus Sapphire. So it's just Ruby, you know, kicking about. And her, like maybe Ruby's individual reaction to the war and then Sapphire's individual reaction to that. Like, I want to see, you know, how it was for them individually, like as their own characters, you know. But they didn't fight individually. They fought as Garnet, the power couple. So maybe they both had different interpretations. Yeah, I mean, because uh, we sort of saw that when they first saw the gem mutants, the episode before it could have, I can't remember the name. But when keeping she first sees, yeah, keeping it together, she's literally trying to keep it together. And we see the angles of like Ruby and Sapphire thinking over whether or not Rose could have known about the experiments being done. So like, I found that really interesting when they're actually talking about implications of the war. Because also when we see Garnet compared to Ruby and Sapphire, they're just like immediately we see them and they're like, oh, look, small, cute characters. Awesome. But like they are the two people that make up Garnet. And uh, we haven't quite seen their complexity on the same level of, of Garnet's whole complexity. So having them deal with this will definitely help. I'll hit you with a counterpoint is that. There was in the podcast with Rebecca Sugar when they were talking about Garnet, where they were trying to say where it's like, oh yeah, Garnet's a big dork. Like, she may come off as being like <laughs> super aloof and cool, but that's just because she never talks. Like, she's actually really awkward and dorky. No. And I feel like yeah. I can really see that. And I really Sorry, I panicked. Like, she just doesn't talk a lot. So we think she's so cool, but she's actually like <laughs> a bit of a weirdo. And I. Uh, <laughs> Oh no, they're dead. <laughs> Goodbye. Don't call again. <laughs> <laughs> or like that one sticker of her where she's like like half squatting with like her arms all the way out at her sides, like at right angles with her gauntlets out and like her teeth are bared. Like that's the funniest thing. Like that just weirdest, <laughs> most awkward pose. I I love Garnet. <laughs> I love Garnet too, but not as much as Pearl. Pearl is best. Mm-hmm. Oh. I I have so much love for all of them. I, I would have to have another existential crisis to pick a favorite again. Final thoughts, anyone? GC, I will not forgive you if you cut out the Stevens meat part. <laughs> I second that. I will not forgive. Ah, uh, the gutter balls. No, it wasn't even, you know, we could, we could do a lot worse. Anyway, that's it for us on Can't Go Back and A Single Pale Rose. Join us next week where we'll be talking about the super duper secret spoilers that were uh, accidentally put out by Cartoon Network that one time. If you don't know what I'm talking about. Oh boy. They're not worth seeing. They're not that. It's not worth it. It's pretty super. Which is exactly why we're going to talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) But until next week, I'm GC13. I'm Isabel. I'm Sophia. And I'm David. Leave us a review on iTunes. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by James Roach. For more Steven Universe fan-related content, please visit LunarCSpire.com. Thank you for listening.